Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 222. My name is Colin O'Hearn, and with me this week, as always, is the one, the only, Mrs. Alice Bell. Hello, Alice. Hello, Colin. How it's, are you? I, I am absolutely fantastic. All the better for seeing you. Uh, and it's just <laughs> us. It is just us this week. Like the good old days. <laughs> The good old days of four months ago. Give or take. Alice Bell, I was wondering, right, if you could answer... If you riddle me this. Okay. Right? Now, I've never seen an episode of Doctor Who. Right. I don't think... I think collectively, I've probably seen about five minutes across my life. Right. Maybe ten. I might push it to ten. What, like at 30 seconds at a time kind of thing? Uh, Well, do you know when you're flicking and then... Like, you come across it, and you're like, ah, shit, and then you try and change over as quick as possible, right? Because I remember it kind of came, like, I I, I kind of half remember David Tennant being a bit of a big deal. Yeah, everyone liked Tennant, yeah. And then, um, was you, uh, oh yeah, then there was the guy, the tall fella, Matt Smith. Yeah. Who I've seen in chat shows and comes across quite well. Awkward, but that's his shtick. Yeah. And then there was Capaldi, Mm -hmm. and now there's a new one. Yeah. What's her name? Josie? Uh, Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. Right. Explain to me why Doctor Who is brilliant, please. Because I, again, right? I, I See, I think growing up and stuff, I always saw it as quite... Like, it, it was kind of beyond my reach because it seemed something very much of these aisles. Well, I, I think that's definitely true. I mean, it did, like, it... F- came to be in like the 60s like 68 69 i think and then uh the original series ended in like 89 and then i think the in the 80s anyway and then the new one i think was 2009 i mean that's i'll, I'll trust you like you could yeah right um and actually someone was teaching me about this the other night but, but originally it was conceived because you know the bbc's like inform uh educate and entertain right yeah. it was specifically designed to to hit all those three because you can entertain with all the space adventures you can educate by being like oh we've gone back in time to the romans this okay, is what they right. were like. yeah, yeah. and then uh but then also like to to do like the idea of like stuff happening in the present that's a little bit different and oh, i don't know but anyway uh it's pretty good from that because c- you can theoretically do anything right if you're traveling through all the space and time i mean yeah you can make uh, although thing. practically speaking often they end up in like period london quite a lot because because <laughs> like if you spunk all your budget on one with loads of like cg and stuff you then need to bring it back down and just have a few people in like elizabethan dresses mm, yeah, yeah always what was it a was it like a part of your childhood? Like, you do you have any attachment to Doctor Who? I mean, yeah, I I have enjoyed variously enjoyed the the current series. So I liked the uh, first one, which was Eccleston, who was the the first comeback Doctor, right? With Billy Piper, I thought that was really good. There was some really good uh, David Tennant episodes. Uh, wasn't as much of a fan of Matt Smith, and I wasn't as much of a fan of Capaldi's first season. But last season had some good stuff in it. But it wasn't, like, it ended, the original run ended before I was born, so I wasn't really exposed to it very much. Although we did have some VHS tapes, some of them. Which was, you know, Tom Baker and that. That's pretty good. That's the fellow who, he went into the jungle. I know that. Did he? I believe so. I think he had 
probably ate a fucking locust bollock or something like that. I don't know, it's generally what they do. Uh, that would be a small bollock. On to the news this week, Alice Bell, because whilst there was Doctor Who was kind of uh, in the public consciousness at the weekend, also another thing which was sort of-ish in the public consciousness, was the D23 Expo. Yeah, Disney. Did you see... Oh, no, you won't care, but like they did unveiled a really cool model of like Star Wars land for the Disney resort. They're going to do like a... They're doing a Star Wars yeah, land. Yeah, it looks really cool as well. I know you won't care. Cause <laughs> I mean, I would like, like it's nice for people who like Star Wars, I suppose. But, right, the, the thing that caught my eye, Alice Bell, because, as you know... Big, big Kingdom Hearts fan over here in the corner, right? I saw a lot of Kingdom Hearts news coming out of D23. Well, yeah, apparently it's coming out next year now. Yeah. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, uh, so there was a new trailer with uh, some gameplay footage for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, said that it will be released on or next year in 2018. And also, there was in the trailer, there the character Sora, I think is the main character. Her... Donald, Talk, Donald Duck and Goofy rocked up to Andy's house in Toy Story. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I won't lie to you, right? Like, Kingdom Hearts has never really grabbed my attention, probably because of my aversion to um, Final Fantasy. Mm. But I did think it was a little bit cool seeing, like, Woody and Buzz in what, he, what I, in my own head, is, like, is a Final Fantasy game. It, I mean, it's... Kingdom Hearts sort of passed me by a bit. I mean, that Kingdom Hearts 3 was revealed in 2013, so it's been a long old road to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like Kingdom Hearts for like all the screenshots of like like Goofy and Donald Duck having a conversation with Elizabeth and Will Turner from <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, because it, like <laughs> it's just I suppose they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. Yeah. Which, again... I just know it's the fellow who's got a big key. That he, it's the key blade that's his weapon. He hits people with a big key. He hits people with a big key? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, uh, so, I mean, it does... Occur, I mean, people are already saying they think it's going to be delayed, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it was announced in 2013. But uh, in a kind of a roundtable interview, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 director Tetsuya Nomura... Uh, he kind of addressed why it was taking so long, and well, he effectively just he took the um, he took the approach of look, f- don't don't shoot the messenger. Like, yes, I am the director, but there are people above me. There is brass that I have to answer to, yeah. and that sometimes they take the decision out of my hands. Which I mean, yeah, sometimes I suppose we do forget that that there are circumstances beyond the control of the creatives which see things get delayed. Now, he did say that uh, there was a decision to move the game to Unreal Engine 4, which put the, put the development process back a long time. Quite a long time. Um, I mean, yeah, again, it first revealed 2013. I don't yeah. know when it was originally meant to come out. No, I don't either, to be fair. But, I mean, presumably before now, uh, if, yeah. they start, if they revealed it in 2013. I, I mean, there's maybe a concern that it will have a bit of the... Because I thought that... Um, what's the one with the big cat dog bird thing? Uh, Last Guardian. Last Guardian. I thought that suffered a bit from looking like a game from last gen yes. at points. Yeah, no big time, yeah. But having said that, the trailer and the gameplay footage did look pretty legit. I mean, I, I guess like when you are making 
uh, a level based on a movie, a computer-generated movie from several years ago, you can quite easily make it look legit Toy Story. But, but it, I did think it looked good. It did look... Like, I don't know. I, I, I thought it looked like fucking Toy Story. I know what you're saying. Like, the first Toy Story came out in oh, shit when you look something? at yeah when you look at the first toy story now you're like wow this this is yeah, wow we have come a long way we've since come a like, long way like the the game probably looks better but uh yeah i um i don't know it it, it did definitely pique my interest a little bit just because i toy story for me is like fucking absolute top top of the class fucking really? oh where'd you rate the what, what order do you rate the uh the toy story movies Ooh, probably three one two Interesting. <laughs> and you? I would say probably one, three, two. Yeah, I, it can change. I, I like, or maybe even one, two, three. I wasn't a massive fan of the third one. <laughs> really? I thought third one was fucking exceptional. Like, obviously, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare spoil the kind of that moment in the third film. Oh, that's the bit. I was like, oh, fine, <laughs> heartless. Yeah. What? <laughs> But have you, like, uh, I, I don't know, I just, I have massive attachment growing up with that series, I suppose. Like, it was... Oh, yeah, we had, uh, we've got, um, at home, we had a, um, what's the, we had a Rex toy and stuff. I'm pretty sure we had a Buzz Lightyear in that as well. And my, my, my cousin is well into, uh, Buzz Lightyear and mm. he had to pretend, and he'll tell you off if you say Star Command. He says, no, it's Star Command. Oh well, Alice, right? You told a lie about uh, the pronunciation of Buzz's. Oh my God! Listen, right? I wasn't ready. Uh, I didn't prepare myself uh, to do the segue. But telling lies is the new game from her story creator Sam Barlow. Yeah. Uh, He spoke to Variety about it and said that the game is inspired by 1970s thrillers, like The Conversation from director Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, And he said he's currently scripting the game and hopes it'll be released in late 2017, early 2018. Uh, Whilst the game will have kind of similar themes and stuff to her story, he said it will be set in a different location and all that kind of stuff. And also, looking at bringing on Hollywood talent, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think that that's... A necessity, because I thought, Jesus, uh, what was her name? I think it was like Vita something, wasn't it? Oh, in her story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. But, but I thought she was, I, she I was really, really good. I yeah. thought she was very good. Uh, I really liked her story. And it'll be interesting because he says it, it's kind of going to be have a, a sort of similar format to her story. Now, her story was kind of, I really liked how it did because it basically made your computer screen look like an old school like CRT. Yep. Like 90s computer screen. Very clever. Looking up uh, files on a on a you know pretend police computer, and and was basically kind of FMV ish, mm-hmm. I guess, because it you know it had video. You were pulling up clips of um, an interview or interviews with a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was just really clever and, and quite a simple idea, but executed in such a good way. And then you had to search keywords. Uh, and it was just great. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I thought, because uh, that was, would have been 2015 now, I think. That was one of the best games of the year. I thought mm. it, like, it told a really good story. I thought she was excellent. And yeah, just a very clever um, 
kind of idea. Just yeah, yeah you're turning your screen into this kind of old style kind of police computer where uh, yeah, you're kind of looking up these kind of keywords f- to to find kind of old videos. Uh, with these interviews and stuff it's just really really clever which is why really I would good. be very interested in whatever mm. kind of comes next really. and if you haven't played her story definitely go check it out because I'm pretty sure it's usually absurdly cheap generally speaking I yeah. think so yeah Alice <coughs> something else that's cheap really is the 10 hour free trial of Mass Effect right because well I suppose I say cheap Originally, you could only get this by having an EA Access subscription. Mm. But not anymore, because Bioware announced on Twitter that PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One players can now play a 10-hour trial of Mass Effect Andromeda. Just, just don't, don't need any EA Access. Just, just work away, lads. Yeah. Um, yeah, all you have to do is just kind of just head to the PlayStation Store, Xbox Store, whatever, uh, and kind of download from there. So it- it's... Uh, the time demo allows you to piss about on EOS uh, and try out the multiplayer as well. I think it's pretty... I mean, if you were unsure about Mass Effect Andromeda and you didn't get it, this is probably a good... Just try it out and see, especially now that it's with the patch, uh, it's with the like eyes fixed and that. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's probably a good time to take a look at it and see if you, you do want to play it. Because I, I still think it's a good... It's not a great game, but it's a good game. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and, uh, I mean, 10 hours. Like they, Again, like when uh, they released the trial on EA Access, it does allow you to carry over your mm. progress as well. And that's, stuff, so. that's becoming like a standard feature for demos these days, isn't it? I quite like it. Yeah, like The old really days like where it. you got you know demo discs free on the front of mags mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, and you play a bit of it, and then you fucking have to play it all over again. It's the same bit over and over. Fucking really annoying. But, uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd heartily recommend just give it a go. It's 10 hours, so I'm sure you'll be able to make... 10 hours for free, though. Yeah, you'll be able to make an educated guess after that. Alice, at the weekend, right? Um, bollocks, I should have said. No, do you know, when I, when Mass Effect came out, a lot of fighting. Are you recording in your own Yes, I am. Uh, there was now. a lot of fighting okay. and aggro when Mass Effect came out originally, right? Which, funnily enough, is what was happening in Las Vegas, Nevada this past weekend as EVO, uh, the fighting game tournament, was taking place. But uh, a couple of announcements. Well, one big announcement from EVO was that uh, EVO Japan uh, is going to be taking place between January 26th and 28th next year. (coughs) Uh, And among the games, there's Tekken 7, Guilty Gear, King of Fighters, Blast Blue, Smash Brothers, and also ARMS, which will be its, like... Interesting. Yeah, it'll be its kind of... Its debutante. Debut. um, Which, uh, yeah, I'm sure will will please many. But uh, there was the kind of the big Street Fighter V final last night at time of recording... Uh, and oh, it, spoilers if you don't want to know re- spo- the results, I guess. Well, like, with yeah, football and that, I suppose, yeah, I suppose, yeah, look away now. Um, Tokido beat Punk, right? Uh, Tokido is a 32 year old who came from the losers bracket, and he beat Punk, who is an 18 year old from America. Uh, he beat him 3 1 to reset the bracket, uh, and then beat him 3 0. Um, to kind of finish him off and there was a, like again right I find I find Evo one of the more uh, I suppose palatable 
kind of uh, esports events because fighting games aren't just easier to understand than like if you have if you've had no exposure to MOBAs or whatever. Yeah, like Legal Legends and that. And then, and then they're all like, oh my God, that's an amazing th- thing they've done. You're like, I, You're like, I, I, which, do, I which don't know. Which person are you referring to? Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, Whereas like, with, with a fighting game, you could see a life bar go down. Yeah, there's two lads on the screen, one of them sitting the other. Yeah, you can tell pretty pretty easily. Uh, and there, I think it was like the second match, or potentially, uh, where the, the winner, Takedo, who was using Akuma, uh, he was just kicking the shit out of Punk, who was using Karen, uh, and he like right before he gave him the kind of finishing blow, he did a taunt, and the crowd went apeshit. It was great, <laughs> <laughs> properly just yes. Wow, this is a fucking joyous occasion. That kid's going home crushed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but Alice, speaking of being crushed, right? I'm sure many, many were uh, when. I suppose when the Two Worlds 2 DLC just wasn't coming out. It was announced about <laughs> 400 years ago, I think it was. Ages ago. And they've also, they, like, they're working on Two Worlds 3. Uh, they haven't said anything about it for a while, but apparently, it, like, last we heard, it was planned for next year. Mm-hmm. And then Two Worlds is a bit of a weird series as well, because I know Two Worlds 2 for everyone laughing at the uh, the writing and voice acting combination. Mm-hmm. Uh but it wasn't. It's not a terrible game. It's not. Well, do you? It's not great. Yeah, because you played the original, didn't you? Well, yeah. the, the original, the game. You played mm. Two Worlds Two. And yeah, Two Worlds and Two Worlds Two. They're fine. It's just a bit like. Okay. Big fan. <laughs> oh, I, I like. Well, be, well, look. Are you very excited about the fact that the first of two DLCs um, is coming to? It's coming out basically. Well, it's uh, out now. Yeah, yeah. Call of the Call of the Tenebrae. Yeah. Um, and this is this has been released as a standalone. So yeah, originally it was a DLC that you had to that you could only play if you had Two Worlds Two, right? Yeah. And I think they must have been like it's been it's been sort of seven years since Two Worlds Two came out. That's I'm not sure how many people still have it. Uh, <laughs> so you can buy it as a standalone. It's about twenty hours apparently. Now as well. Meaty enough. Uh, PC slash iOS slash Linux only. Do you, it's w- not on console. Would you have any interest in dipping your I toes mean, once again? I, I would be interested in playing Two Worlds 3 if that comes out next year. Right. <laughs> Potentially. What about but, this? <laughs> but like this, it does... I mean, they've done an engine update on it and stuff, but it does. it doesn't look up to scratch for current gen like right. I guess if you really liked Two Worlds 2 then fucking fill your boots it's, it's really cheap as well the standalone version is like 12 quid yeah um, and it's discounted at the moment or it was um, not sure if it will be at the time of you listening <laughs> uh, so I mean like you know that's, if you if you liked Two Worlds 2 but like if I don't know if you're coming new to it and you didn't play Two Worlds 2 or Two Worlds I don't know what would motivate you to get this necessarily. But it feels like this has been, I don't know, it feels like Two Worlds 2 has been spoken about kind of almost every couple of months. Or like it's always kind of knocking around. You know, like it feels like, like when was it out? Six, seven years ago? And it, it's, Yeah. It feel, like Because I've never played it. I've only ever heard people mention it. Like, what, like if you were to describe Two Worlds 2 to me. 
It's kind of quite a standard fantasy, like your, your Morrowinds or your like Lord of the Rings kind of, I guess. And everyone in it sort of is talking in like a Shakespearean, like ye kind of way. Right. But like, I just look at the voice actor because there are so many examples of like the scripting and voice acting. And you kind of feel like the voice actors were taking the piss a bit. <laughs> Why? Because because there's some because there's sometimes where they're just being so over the top and they're like this it doesn't read that well so I'm just gonna have fun with it kind of thing. Um, but that was one of the things that I remember it for just playing it and being like what's going on here? It wasn't as bad in two to be fair. Um, but it's yeah it's a fantasy and you got a horse and you kill it and it's sort of areas aren't gated but they're gates sort of soft gated by monsters being difficult uh mm. as you progress away from starting areas and stuff so it like yeah it's it's you know a kind of medieval pseudo medieval fantasy game with like magic and that they're out enough of them around like the call of the tenebrae is or tenebrae whatever you say it, is notable to me just because it is dlc that is coming out like seven years after release <laughs> to what we've been playing this week and Alice Bell I hear that you have been playing a game called Yonder the Cloud Catcher Chronicles yeah so this is a um, it's from like people that worked at uh, Rocksteady and uh, I think some people from Activision as well Um, and it's basically like it's kind of like Stardew Valley but 3D Okay. So it's a non-violent game. It's perfect for kids and stuff, and it's just very kind of nice and and gentle and relaxing. And there's like a there's like a nice day and night cycle and like seasons and stuff. And you you turn up at this island that your family used to be from, uh, and and there are still villages and stuff there. But there's a sort of horror. There's like a kind of semi-evil fog uh, called the murk. But there are no enemies. You just have to find little magic sprites that help you clear the murk. And then you can. But does does that does the mark? Uh, does it fuck with your crops or like I'm I'm guessing? No, it, do- it doesn't. Like it just it will just close off some areas and ah, then you get okay, through it. You right. find little secrets. You can't die. I mean, if you fall in water, you'll like reload. Back like I didn't die at any point. It's non-lethal, isn't it? So it's it is a good game for like kids. And, and is is this is it Stardew Valley to the point of yeah, like you. You, um, it's not, have your I mean, crops and your fucking like your fire. It's, it's your kind of a bullshit description, but you do. You have a little farm and then you can get livestock. You basically, there are loads of animals out in the world and you can make friends with them if you feed them something that they like. So, like, there are big cow type things that you give, give them the seeds they like and then and then it will love you and follow you. And then you, you can, as long as you've got enough room for it, you can uh, have it live in your farm and it will make milk for you. Uh, so when you say cow type things, <laughs> are the animals in this kind of like just fucked up versions of? Yeah, like it's animals? a big fluffy like how like there's a deer type animal that's basically a deer. But it's got massive like goat horn type things rather than antlers and stuff. So right. like, uh, and but it, like it's just really sweet. Like there are collectibles in each area, uh, and one of them is like cats. Like there will just be like collectible cats. Just be like ten little roly poly cats that you have to find in each area, in like the grasslands or on the deserty bit and stuff. And there are people who are just like, and you can learn to be like a master builder or a master carpenter and stuff. It's just very relaxing. It's very, it's a very good anti-anxiety game. Is it? You just run about. There are nice trees. You pick 
grass and then you make twine and then you use the twine with some planks and then you build a bridge. Oh, like, like, is it, what's the goal? Is the goal to have the best farm in Well, no, land? the goal, I mean, the goal is essentially to clear the murk from the, because the, like, the, the spirit's basically saying like, oh, the murk's going to spread and take over the island. It's not, it doesn't do anything. If you leave the murk alone, it will stay where it is. Right. So if you wanted to, you could just sack it off. I mean, I haven't played loads of... I haven't played enough to review it kind of thing. Yeah. So it might be that after 10 hours, everything is covered in murk. But I, I would suggest it's probably not the case. So if you wanted to, you could just concentrate on having a nice farm and then having loads of milk, making the milk into cheese, trading that cheese with people for other stuff you need. It sounds like hard work. But then Stardew Valley sounded and was hard work to me as well. Well, it's not... I mean, it's not as hard work as um, Stardew Valley. It's definitely, I think it's aimed more at, like, kind of families and stuff as well. So, But there are some, you can you can make it as complicated as you want, I guess. What do you You mean? can, like, fish, uh, and you can, like, ha- you can chop down trees and crack rocks and stuff and then collect that and then... So you don't, like, you don't have to become a master carpenter if you don't want to. You could trade loads of stuff. Okay. And then get other people to give you this, you know. It, so, like, yeah, you can have, like, you don't have to become the best carpenter. No. Uh, fucking electric. Like, you don't have to have all the trades. You can just be, yeah. I am going to be a chippy, but I'm going to be the best chippy in the world. Rest of it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, you, right. essentially. Yeah. Uh, like, you can also, like, you you pick a uh, male or female at the start, and then you, uh, like, change how you look. Like, you find different hairstyles. And different uh, hair dyes and stuff. And like, like right now, I have a massive beard and uh, a massive bow in my hair. And Lovely. So there's loads of weird, kind of cute ways you can customize your character as well. And it's a, my hair is all rainbow colored as well because I found like a gradient dye that was like sli- green slash blue. So it's like I've got a massive neon beard. It's great. That's oh, Alice. That's so you. That is a rainbow-coloured beard. That is so you. Uh, Which reminds me, actually, funnily enough, uh, I was playing a bit of That's You. Oh, my God. At the weekend. I'm going to start getting complaints about this. (laughs) Uh, This is the... Well, it was... uh, It launched as a PlayStation Plus game. Um, When was that now? Two, three weeks ago. Oh, is this the, with the phones this and that? The, this is with the phones, yeah. Isn't this meant to be quite good? Um, <coughs> is it? Uh, because, right, so I... Like... It's very hard to talk about that to you and not... I suppose similar to what you were saying about Yonder and uh, Stardew Valley, very hard to talk about that to you and not directly compare it to Jackbox. Uh, because they are a very like-for-like kind of thing. It's a party game where you can use your phones. So it's open to people who don't play games, basically. There'll be questions on screen um, that kind of anyone can answer. It's a very inclusive kind of game. And in That's You, uh, you have like a number of rounds. Like I was playing a two-player game where the idea was your, ma- your, uh, your answers had to match. So if they matched, you would both kind of get points. You were getting points together um it's kind of like mr and mrs esque so like uh you know it would be like if Colum was uh if he saw a burglar i think this was one actually if Colum saw a burglar coming out of a bank would he a 
run after them or be fuck off (laughs) (laughs) cower behind the car and then like yeah so I'll pick it and then whoever I'm playing with will pick it and if there's a match then we get the points and you also you also have these things called jokers which uh, kind of double your points I don't know why they're called jokers. They just stare. Um, oh, that's that's a thing in like pub quizzes. If you play if you play a joker, then you get doubled your points for that it? round. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and then there's like there's a drawing round as well, uh, where it'll kind of like oh what'll it do? Like that one again, right? It'll be like they'll show a safe, like an empty safe, and it'll be you know draw what column would like to steal. Or what, what would Bob be called? Wes. I, I think it was Kula something man. like that. Yeah, Wes tied up. Um, and then there'll be, then the final question in that round will be, they'll show a face of like an angry burglar and it'll be like, mimic this face, take a selfie. And then, okay. and then it'll be like, judge who has the best, who is mimicking right, okay. the best. Um, problem is, is that it's, it's very slow and not... Like the humor isn't there like it is in Jackbox. It's quite uh like for instance that drawing game, right? In the most recent Jackbox party pack, they had was that the most recent one or was that two? But they had a drawing game in either two or three. And it's probably the worst of the lot. Cause it's it's not snappy enough. It was the last one, it was the t shirt game. And it's just not snappy enough. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if you're gonna do something good you're going to have to take time or, or else you just do something shit. And I don't know, it's, it's just not, yeah, it's not kind of quick enough. And the mimic thing, you see a lot of very similar faces. Uh, and also, like, one of the big barriers to entry here is the fact that you have to download an app. You have to go onto your, the, the app store, download a That's You app and kind of, yeah, hook it up that way. Whereas Jackbox, obviously, is just using your browser. It just feels like kind of barrier after barrier. Like it is, it's it's a it's a little bit of a little bit of fun for a couple of minutes. It was it's it was included in the PlayStation Plus games this month, so like why not give it a go? Uh, but yeah, I I I think there's kind of like there there are alternatives out there uh, and alternatives that do kind of the same thing better, basically. Alice, you have oh uh, yeah. I suppose speaking of kind of games that were. Included in subscription services. This oh one, isn't it? Uh, it's not a Games of Gold game. Uh, probably, maybe, probably. I don't know. It's It was free. I don't know if it still is, but you could do similar. There was a free trial of it. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, you dipped into Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, because Shadow of War is out soon. Yes. Uh, and I wanted to play Shadow of War just to kind of get, you know... Get my oar in, get you know, mm-hmm, yeah. get familiar with it. And I'd initially not played Shadow of Mordor because I thought, reasonably, I think, that it looked a bit too Lord of the Ringsy. <laughs> I mean, the clues in the name, all right, yeah, right, yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, there, are, I there are other games that I've been playing that I'm not allowed to talk about yet. Is the issue, but uh, I did have a very busy weekend full of lots of different games, and I've been playing a lot of. Shadow of Mordor. Uh, do you know what? I really enjoyed it, and now I'm well looking forward to Shadow of War. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. Like, because one thing that I couldn't really get over with Shadow of Mordor was the camera. The camera just fucked me. Oh right. yeah, that has annoyed me quite a bit. I'm. I. I. 
hammer space a lot to just jump around the screen so that I don't get hit accidentally by someone behind me or something. Um, so I hope they do have that kind of a camera lock but in, for in combat seeing, or whatever. Like, yeah. like in, in seeing that, like I, the, the idea of the Nemesis system is something that really interests me. I really enjoyed it, yeah. Like, I, uh, the, the, I've started to sort of kind of get weirdly kind of attached in kind of a, a grudgy way to, you know, orcs that have killed me. Like, it's it's amazing, like, like 50% of, the, you know, the Mordor army officer class mm. is just rando archers that killed me because I wasn't very good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, the promotion just system is just entirely motivated by me, you know, I'm I'm keeping them I'm keeping them on their toes. That's good. You know That's I mean? good, good to hear. Uh, so yeah, has this kind of made you a bit more excited than you probably were a month ago? Yeah, I think Shadow so, War. definitely. And I, you know, like getting to grips with the Nemesis system has been really cool. And like seeing, it, that, that, I mean, some of them are absolute. They become absolute bastards to kill. They'll be like the higher level ones will be immune to fucking everything. Everything. And it'll be like the the only way to kill them is by exploding something. So you have to like try and get them next to a fire for, to damage them at all. Uh, but then like they have health regen or some bullshit. Like it, so, it becomes quite difficult in in nicely complex ways. I think. And what's the story of what's the, what, what is the story of the game actually like? Because I don't. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone when they're talking about Shadow of Mordor bangs on about the nemesis system because that is yeah that's the main thing the right point like this is the kind of what do they call it in the apprentice the usp, the USP yeah. <laughs> um what's what's the story well it's i mean so you play uh talion who was the leader of the rangers of gondor and they were basically set up an outpost kind of in mordor to try and stop so this is before the tower with the eye and stuff yeah. is really a thing um and so the the rangers all got attacked and they pretty much all got killed. And Talion got killed as well, but he was kind of trapped in the afterlife by the cursed wraith spirit of uh, an elf, uh, an ancient elf called Celebrimbor, I think, or Celebrimbor, okay. who it turns out was the guy that forged the one ring and all the jewellery. He was tricked by Sauron, didn't realise. Um uh, and then they're basically they're just trying to kill a bunch of Sauron's people. Like, uh, and then does, <coughs> does, does that like I don't know how? Well, this I mean it's fine. I don't engage right. it. Like golems in it and that. It's fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, so like in Shadow of War, mm. they're basically out to beat the Dark Lord, and they're raising their own army and stuff. But obviously, you know that they managed to do that. So mm. it'll be interesting to see what kind of... Because they're obviously going to put a twist on it somehow to make it like a, an interesting story. Like There's probably going to be... I think there'll be a twist at the end where it turns out that Talion becomes a play... Like an evil character or some, you know, like some bad guy that maybe yeah. you've seen in the films or something. I don't know. I don't know enough about the, the wider lore of Lord of the Rings, to be honest. You were almost a jill sandwich. It's me, Mario! Would you kindly? Listen! Let's go bowling! This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Yay! Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who? 
am I? I gave five clues to the identity of a video game character. And you, Alice Bell, and only you, Alice Bell, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop and then give me said answer. And even though it is just you, you are aware of the rules. Yeah. So you must adhere to them. Clue uh. one. My first appearance in a video game came in 2005. Okay. Clue number two. I have appeared in seven video games across a host of home consoles and portable platforms. Okay. Clue number three. I have popped up in not one, not two, but three fighting games as well. Okay, continue. Clue number four. I am very cross. What? (laughs) Clue number five. The next game in my series is set to be released in 2018 and will see me shift from Greek mythology to Norse mythology. Oh, okay. Stop. Alice Bell. Kartos. Incorrect. Oh, come on. My card. Stop. Alice Bell. Kratos. Well done, Alice. Well done. All you have to do is play by the rules <laughs> and you'll get the points. I, thought, I really thought that I Am Cross would go. Uh, yeah, I couldn't think of it. Well, I went down the Nintendo route initially when you said handheld and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, to go through uh, the first clue, my first appearance in video game came in 2005, of course, God of War. Clue number two, I've appeared in seven video games across a host of home consoles and, pl- and portable platforms. There's like the four... Home console ones. I think there was two PSP... Or no, I think... And three PSP games? Or two PSP games and one, like, Windows phone game or some fucking thing like that. Uh, Then uh, clue number three have popped up in not one, not two, but three fighting games as PlayStation All-Stars, Soul Calibur Broken Destiny, which is a PSP game, and Mortal Kombat. Clue number four, I am very cross... He is. And clue number five, the next game in my series is set to be released in 2018 and will see me shift from Greek mythology to Norse mythology. Of course, that is Kratos. Well done, Alice Bell. You're very good. I'm delighted. Thanks. I, I, yeah, I win when I'm against nobody else. So. Yeah, but that means you're getting points on the board. Bit of momentum now going into next week. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> to the questions that you have been asking Video Gamer via Twitter at VideoGamer.com before we record the podcast we send the call out to to you the lovely beautiful listeners of the Video Gamer podcast to ask us anything you would like and you answer in your droves and for that we are very thankful Uh, Bones360 he tweeted at VideoGamer.com and asked what was the best Living Dawn or Day of the Dead? Oh, this is because um, Romero yeah. has has sadly died. Yeah, George Romero, uh, director of the of the Dead series. I mean, he uh, basically created zombie. It, I mean, yeah, cult, you know he like was director wasn't he? Or was he director and writer? Or was he writer? I think I think he was just yeah. I mean that, the 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 boy that should show you my knowledge on the series. I don't think I've ever the only of the dead film I've seen is Sean. So I don't really. Oh, you should watch them. They're good. Because they've actually not? got quite a lot of social commentary in them as well. Oh really? This it's not just like yeah. These are zombies. It's just like it's yeah yeah. There's 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 you know. There's layers like fucking like real people or something. You're the zombies. Well, no, but I mean he like. 
so they did remakes of it and stuff, but it's all like uh, the Romero films where you get people saying like, oh, zombies are representative, you know, consumerism and yeah. stuff because they all congregate at the mall and stuff. Um, I don't know what I'd say with this. I mean, maybe the... <sighs> I don't know. I don't know which would be the best. I mean, probably people have very strong opinions about it, but... Have you, but you don't. No, I just think they're they're very good at very they're quite, in some ways of their time, but in in other ways very ahead of their time. Mm. Um, Drew Fox asks, "How big is your gaming backlog, and what titles have you still yet to finish?" Oh God, massive! I still haven't finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. Uh, I still haven't finished Prey. Mm. Uh, loads. I mean, yeah, it's it's fucking outrageous. Uh, I. I'm trying, yeah, from this year, like Yakuza Zero, a game I have not, I mean, I have mm. not finished, I have not played, I really want to play, I've been told I would really enjoy it, but Yakuza Zero kind of frightens me a little bit because I know it's meant to be quite big, and there's a part of me that goes like, right, this is, like, this is a remaster, do I, should I really be putting my time into, into this, or should I be putting my time into fucking, I don't know, trying to think of other big games that I'm yet to play this year Zelda for instance which I haven't played in in a while um, but yeah I mean Zelda I should probably really give that a proper yeah, The Witcher role. 3 I, I was playing still I put like a, a lot of hours into that and then just had to do something else I think like I mean it builds up it does it does um, uh, Steve Cavell asks is there a more underrated current franchise than Tomb Raider far superior to the repetitive slash tedious Uncharted capers number two aside I liked Uncharted 4 I thought that, that changed things up quite a bit in terms of the tone of the series uh, but it's a weird one because Uncharted is obviously partially based on Tomb Raider anyway or inspired by well it's like yeah Uncharted is kind of based on Tomb Raider and then Tomb Raider came back and was kind of Stole a few bits from Uncharted, and then Uncharted took a few bits from the new Tomb Raider. They kind of borrowed from mm. each other. But I do think the new Tomb Raider series is underrated, or at least underperformed for how good it was. I think. Well, that's personally, gonna, yeah, me, maybe. But I was going to say like <coughs> underrated. I think the majority of people rate the Tomb. I think Raider the people games. that play played it a lot of the time really like it. Just not as many people, at least for the first one, mm. played it. Uh, yeah, because I, I think the the Tomb Raider games, the new ones, are fucking excellent. And that's coming from someone who has a lot of issues with the first one. Because fuck that prick in the... Is it... Oh, I can never remember. He's either wearing an escape t-shirt, as in the key, an escape key t-shirt, or a control-alt-delete t-shirt. It's one or the other, and it's just like, you dickhead <laughs> he is just like everyone in Tomb Raider it's like glow everyone is a complete yeah. stereotype of like they're just a complete stereotype um, but her, her like uh, Lara herself is quite a good character and like she even in Shadow of the Tomb Shadow of the Tomb Raider wasn't it the sequel uh, very good in that too uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is excellent because it it kind of it makes tombs feel more well, important well, so what's the next one it was leaked, like, on oh, a hang on, train. A Shadow, Shadow of the, the Tomb Raider might be the next one. Was the last one Rise of the Tomb Raider? You're spot on. Yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, it was Rise of the Tomb Raider the last one. Um, da, da, da. Michael 
asks, uh, did VG watch any of Evo 2017? Any thoughts on it? High-end Tekken play was amazing to watch. Yeah, as I say, I could have I watched a bit of the final, not a hell of a lot. Uh, but it, it's kind of it's it's something that generally every year I'll dip in and out of. Mm. I like it is. It's like for me, it would be like figure skating in that I would watch the final. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> to yeah. appreciate the craft. And be like these um, are the two best people. Yeah, but I haven't yet got into esports in a way that I will watch like the whole fixture. Yeah, yeah. Well I have seen people talking about um that they might introduce like uh like state teams and stuff. Like with like you know, like they do with football and, and shit. Like oh, okay. which I think would be like would do amazingly because Overwatch has done that, hasn't it? I think that Overwatch has a World Cup. Yeah, Overwatch has a World Cup. Um so they they ranked like the countries basically. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that sort of thing will will help boost esports a big time, into yeah, the mainstream. Yeah, if if you have like countries that people can attach themselves to, I think that that allows. I don't know. It, it makes it easier for your kind of your layman to to kind of get involved. Uh, Sam K asks, "What would be your perfect crossover fighting game?" Ooh, Mortal Kombat. And <laughs> I don't know. Like a crossover. Like I'm guessing you're gonna have to pick, like two, uh, two fighting games here. Like I do. you know what? I mean, seeing as we see Sub Zero in uh, Injustice a couple of weeks ago, I would very much enjoy a Mortal Kombat and Injustice. That'd be quite cool crossover. Seeing the DC superheroes yeah. interact with Mortal Kombat characters. That would be pretty cool. I'd I'd go for that, or you could just go like completely. You could go like yeah, like Mortal Kombat meets fucking I don't know Pokemon. <laughs> or do you know what I'd like is a play like because I'm uh, the only reason it's even in my head is because I mentioned it earlier. PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale versus Smash Brothers. Ooh, Ooh console wars, yeah, excellent. Um, and let me see. Ross McMahon asks, if you could throw a big Evo-style event for any game, which one would it be? I would want to do something that's very low-key. So, like, like for example, Stardew Valley. And just have, like, just <laughs> how, it taking place over days. And how, how, how do you make it competitive? Just, like, most whoever's made the most money or whatever over. And you could do do it however you wanted. So you could you could tool up and, and do dungeoneering and then sell all the stuff you get. From the mines, or you could like put loads of money into to high yield crops, or you could go for like long term crops and hope that nothing happens to them, that kind of thing. And it'll be good, and it will be really. And the, and <laughs> the commentator is being like, "Oh, so he's going for watermelons there." Like, <laughs> I that's perfect. I I completely back that decision. <laughs> uh, I would, even though I have very little interest in Stardew Valley. I think I would if it was turned into a competitive sport. <laughs> it just makes it sound so much more appealing. Uh, Alice, I think that's us. I think that just about does it for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. Of course, uh, if you are a VGBG, we also thank you very much as well. You'll be getting this podcast uh, earlier than the regular podcast listeners and also earlier than you normally get it, a day earlier. Normal service should resume next week. It will resume next week. 
Uh, but yeah, this week you're getting it a day earlier than you normally get it. Uh, you'll also be getting the extended bit where uh, myself and Alice will be waxing lyrical on some topic <laughs> that's probably culturally relevant. Uh, and you'll also get your extra podcast this Friday, which is myself and Alice talking about, uh, continuing to talk about the games the video gamer has reviewed. It's the final one, isn't it? It is the final one, yeah. And of course, to all of our podcast listeners, we do ask you to rate us on iTunes. Because if you rate us highly, then that improves video gamer across the board and it's pushed up and I don't know, some sort of Tim Cook algorithm. Yeah. I don't know what it does. Oh, we are, by the way, I should say we are aware of the SoundCloud yeah. issue. <laughs> because yeah. we know a lot of you do listen on SoundCloud, like directly I mean, on SoundCloud. Li- literally the, the majority um, of you. So we are going to find uh, a solution for that and then we'll let you know where we're, we're yeah. migrating to. Exactly. There, there are plenty of solutions, so do not, do not fret. Uh, yeah, we'll sort it out if SoundCloud do turn out to be actually fucked. Um, also, you can follow Video Gamer on all of the relevant social networks like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. You can find us all there at Video Gamer and also on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Video Gamer TV. And myself and Alice on Twitter as well. I am at Colm underscore Hearn. Alice is at Baby Got Bell. And uh, the one place that you do need to be well aware of course is the website because for all of your video gamer needs you just have to head to videogamer.com and now it's time for my least favorite part of the show this is the part of the show where we must bid the listener adieu so say goodbye alice bell goodbye and say goodbye colin mahern sloan guffole